Welcome to another episode of I'm Walking Here. I'm your resident Massoline Cusick. Join my good friend, as always, the New Yorker, Bryce Olds. How are you doing tonight, Bryce? Just dandy. Just dandy. All right. So, I guess we'll get things started. Uh, do we want to talk about MLB postseason first or the NFL? Not a lot of postseason. All right. So, the postseason, um, ALCS. Red Sox, Astros, um, it is not going well for the Red Sox. It was going well for a little bit, but then, uh, but then it, then it I, started not going well. Yeah. I mean, obviously, the series could be over by the time this comes out, but so, so we'll talk about the series so far. I mean, Red Sox and games two and three were out of their minds, man. I mean, they were playing very well. And um, I think everyone at the end of the series, if the Sox end up losing, is going to point to that um, that particular pitch in game four. Um, I'll tell you what, though. But they probably won't mention that the umps have just been horrid all postseason. Um, because they really ha- have. This they have been. It's been a rough. It's been really a rough year for umpires. Like it's just been really, really bad this year. Um, Here, here's the big thing about uh, the umpires, though, is like there's no accountability for the umpires because the umpires um. Uh, the umpires union is so strong so they can kind of get away with having terrible umpires which is crazy because at any other job being this bad gets you fired but here it gets you postseason games just because you've been in the league long enough I it really is sad it's. I mean, yeah, they're privileged. They're very privileged. I mean, listen, for for someone who can't be a baseball player, there's not a lot of other things you can do to really like show your love for the game. And I think the strongest thing someone can do that can't play baseball is be an umpire. Um. And the fact that they're just fucking up like this is it's sad. And the, like I said, the whole year was just bad, really. Like, they're just awful all season long. And it continued to the postseason. Um, I mean, truth be told, while that debated strike three call was you know bad because it was a strike three, and maybe that turns the outcome uh, that turns the outcome of the game. I mean, we had a call the other like in the Dodger Giant series that called the series, and it was incorrect. So the fact that that's not even the worst call of this postseason is really bad. Um, I think it just shows just the ineptitude of these umpires this year. I don't know what it is or why it's this bad this year, but it's bad. 
it's just awful. I don't know. I mean, like, I'm I'm obviously still very upset that uh, that call was made because it shouldn't have been that. The Red Sox should have been up 3-1, possibly won that series. I don't know if Houston... Well, I'm not going to say that because um, it's going to lead to my next point. But that call was, while that call was super egregious, the Sox did themselves no favors in games three and four, or four and five. No, no, okay, that's a joke. You can never fully blame the outcome of a game on a call. Like, the call is the call. You should have just gotten the next batter out. Like, I know it opened the floodgates and all, but, like, you still, at the end of the day, like, you could have just gotten the next guy out. Like, end of like, the day. We had a, we had a Valdi up. We, yeah, obviously we're down. If Valdi gets the next batter out, we're down one. And I mean, if we did the next inning, we could have come back and won that game. It's, so switching it's, to Martin Perez like that. Yeah, I mean, look, end of the day, it's a double-edged sword. Like, yes, the call should have been made. That beginning shouldn't have happened. Yeah. But end of the day, you still have full control of what happens outside of that and after that. Like, not, not to, you know... Like, yes, we expect the umpires to make correct calls. I mean, that's not unreasonable by any means. But... You can't just sit there and say this whole series was decided by that strike call because that's just not true. Like, you're just pushing it at that point. You're just making excuses for playing bad. And end of the day, they did play bad. And in that game, from that inning to the next game, they just played like shit. The pitching looked terrible. They couldn't really get the bats going at all. Like, they just looked like shit. Even Avaldi, who's been the he's strongest been pitcher, he's been absolute nails this postseason. Yeah, but he looked—he got fucking blown up at home. I mean, there's nothing you can really do about that. Yeah, I mean that's—it's unfortunate, but I've—I've I've been consistently saying that no matter what happens this postseason. Even if we, we lose tonight, I mean, we do have a Valdi on the bumps tonight, so I'm optimistic. Uh, I mean, if I had to take a guess, I, I I like the Astros at home in this game. Yeah, but we did light up Luis Garcia last time. That's, By the way, game yeah, three, Gar- that was a lot of fun to be at. Just wanted to. Yeah. It was, it was worth it. Oh, wait, no, that wasn't Luis Garcia. That was a... No, he, that, was, that was game two that he pitched. Yeah, he pitched at home, and he got blown up. Yeah. No, that was uh, Urquidy. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Urquidy. I don't know. He's, uh, he's only in the This game rotation. I don't... This rotation is weird for the Strohs, like because we're so used to them having the best in baseball, but that is no longer... I mean, their the only case. serviceable starter right now is Zach Greinke, and even in game... Was it game three? Game No, it was game four. They trotted out Granky. He didn't even look that good. Which Granky looked too. like shit. Doesn't feel like Granky's at this point in his career able to get it done in the big moments, but 
I mean, he's he's been around for so long that like, I don't know, yeah, I, I think he's just at the end, which is sad. Yeah, but... I know he was definitely one of the best pitchers of the last decade, easily. Yeah. But I mean, um, Verlander's a free agent. They're probably not going to pick him up. He's probably going to retire. And he should. He's just so injured. His injuries have just piled up. I don't know. Even if he did come back, I don't know how he would even he just, look. He just got Tommy John, right? I think so. I mean, I he's just been, he's been out like with what, injury. 38? He's up there, and he's been out with injury for like two years. I don't know how you come back from Tommy John at age 38. I just, I just don't see it. Maybe maybe he goes back to the Tigers to retire as an as a Tiger, which would be nice, but let's be honest, he's probably going to the hall as an Astro. I mean, yeah, they want to ring he wanna ring there, so he's most likely gonna go as a straw. I want one person who played for one team their whole life to go in the hall as another as a member of another team. Can you even do that? No, but I wanted to. <laughs> that's that's fair. Like right. Jeter goes in the hall as like a fucking Marlin. That'd be cursed. Like, that'd be just Especially funny. Because of 2003, that's cursed. That is very cursed. Gary, <laughs> oh no, Gary Sheffield played for like eight clubs. Um, do you think Alex Rodriguez is going in the hall as probably Yankee? I well, when you think of A Rod, you don't think of as a, as a Mariner or Texas Ranger. You think of him. As... But he was phenomenal on both those teams, though. He was, but you only think of that's, him as the Yankees. That's the thing about A Rod. He had a Hall of Fame career at two positions for three different teams. Yeah, like he is up there with one of the best players in baseball history, and he probably will get. Um, he might get snubbed. He might not be first ballot because of his steroid scandal, but that's just a goddamn shame. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but that's why Manny's probably uh, gonna get Manny's gonna get snubbed first ballot. If David Ortiz, despite the steroids, shouldn't get. Uh, snub. Well, David Ortiz never like he was a part of it, but he never really got he linked never, to he, it. He never he got linked to it, but he never tested. He never tested for. Him. He he was linked to it, but no one really gave a shit. So like the public never looked at him that way. But A Rod was like the fucking head of it. Like A Rod was, my God, you couldn't bring up A Rod back in the day without it coming up. He almost hit. Was A Rod three away from six hundred or seven hundred? Oh, he definitely got six hundred. I think he was three away from seven hundred. He was three away from like seven hundred, yeah. Like he needs to be in the hall, no question. Uh he was he, he, he finished with six hundred and ninety-six home runs. Uh, he's four away from seven hundred. Man. Barry and A Rod. If Barry and A Rod do not end up in the hall, that's just uh, what does that say about baseball, man? That two of their like top four home run hitters. Oh, I, I mean, you make this point all the time. the The hit leader of all time is banned from the hall. Barry Bonds is the home run leader, not in the hall. Roger Clemens, I don't know if he's like the leader of any statistic ever. 
Um, but I, like I don't think he. I don't think he has the wins record, but he has. Yeah, I mean, he has three hundred and fifty-four wins, and over four thousand. Yeah, it's like yeah. Come on, what are we doing here? He stuck a needle in his arm. And. Okay, and. <laughs> you stick a needle in your arm and do that. Bro, you stuck a needle in your arm and you had the flu symptoms for three days. What's your problem? You're scared of the vaccine and you won't let this man. It, it is Republicans, too. I believe all. Anti Bonds, Anti Clemen, uh, Hall of Fame member people are uh, anti vaxxers for sure. They're scared of needles, so they won't put them in the hall. You know, see, everyone, um, maybe that maybe that's it. See, everyone, gonna... everyone fucking is like, oh, the steroid era, bad, blah blah blah. Baseball was fire though. That was the best version of baseball, unfortunately. No, and you know what the screw up part is? That's not even a narrative that people need to talk about more. Plenty of people agree with that. Yeah, no, that definitely was. That's not was. an uncontroversial statement to say at this oh, point. Oh, no, uh, the best time. Because it was, it was by far the best. Like, it was not even close. I mean, Juice Balls was like, you know, definitely. Juice Balls more was fun, but I like. The steroids, you know, you just see guys. Okay, you know, Juice, juice Balls like was fun. DK Metcalf. You see yeah, Mark McGuire's uh, old ass. Uh, like, exactly. With, That's uh, the best. DK Metcalf. And then just launching a ball to fucking Mississippi. The problem with the juice balls was it wasn't, it just produced more like wall scraper home runs. Like it didn't, like there weren't people blasting. Okay, there were some people blasting the ball like 600 feet, but like Brett Gardner had a 20 home run season. Like nobody wants that shit. Steroids is is for winners. <laughs> I'm kidding. If you if you're not cheating, you're not you're trying. Not trying. Exactly. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Who said that? Was that Al Davis? I know he was no, just Al, Dav- win, Al baby. Davis was just win baby win. No, if if you're not cheating, you're not trying hard enough. That was like I don't know ain't if that cheating, came from someone. Trying. I don't know if that came to someone that was already famous, but I got that from fucking Meek Phil. Meek oh no, that Meek Phil did not come up if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. That's that's where I saw it. I don't know if he got it from somewhere no, else. No, he but... definitely did not come up with this shit. Ain't cheating, you ain't trying. It's true. Bring hashtag bring back the steroid. <laughs> Honestly, that would be the best thing for baseball right now. People would watch again. They yeah, would. people people want to watch. Like look at Ortani. Dude, I'm and okay, Vlad Otani, Jr. Otani's hitting like what thirty home runs and striking out, uh, or having like a he hit like ERA. he hit damn near fifty home runs. Or Vlad hit damn near fifty. I think they both hit upper forties. But like, I, I, Otani, I okay. So Otani hit forty six home runs. I think Vlad hitter, hit and then forty. He hit forty nine. I think Vlad Jr. hit forty nine. I think so. That's the thing. Could you like that's forty nine? Like that's fighting for fifty. Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire were like fighting for seventy. Like, could you imagine? Can you imagine if we had like a healthy Giancarlo Stanton and like fucking Raphael Devers 
in a home run chase, bro, you a could Red have Sox Yankees home run chase. You can't come up with a better storyline, bro. You could have a home run like you could have a home run contest with the just the fucking Yankees. Like Judge and Stan should like if if Rob if fucking Rob Manfred was serious, Judge and Stan would be trying to hit sixty home runs a piece a year. And the and then obviously the Red Sox too. If you could get like JD Endeavors versus Stan and Judge home run race, that's insane content. People are tuning in, especially when they play each other. Dude, Red Sox Yankees games with legal steroids, those games are gonna end like twenty two twenty. Yeah, we need that. I need football scores in my baseball. Dude, imagine imagine Shohei with a three point one eight ERA and forty six home runs. Imagine with him roids. doing that with human with growth hormone. He had nine war this season. He probably eclipses twelve or thirteen war just just because he had benefits of steroids. I mean, maybe. <sighs> steroids were better for baseball, unfortunately. No one cares about a pitcher that's like. No one cares about a two er two point five ERA pitcher. Like, cool. What does that even mean, though? Look at this I'm, picture. Just ask Bofa, dude. Oh, you know, what? actually, I wanted to tell you that. I actually, uh, I was playing on Warzone the other night with my buddies uh, Josh and Ryan. And Josh is like this big baseball nerd. And uh, he was kind of ranting about the Giants because he was very, he was still salty about the uh, the Giants losing to the Dodgers. Right. And um, he was talking about one of their pitchers. And I was like, yeah, but his ex Bofa was a kid. <laughs> and he didn't. And uh, he was like, wait, what? What what's your, that? And like, your ex Bofa. I got him with the ex Bofa, and I, <laughs> I wanted to text you that. I was gonna text you. That. It was like two in the morning. So oh morning, man! And I just totally forgot about it. Fucking ex Bofa. His Bofa plus. <laughs> His YM plus is bad, so he's a bad pitcher. Oh man, yeah, no, I, that that totally just. It sparked that memory in my head. Ex Bofa is the best one. What's well, it's funny because like you could actually you could reasonably say that like okay I don't you know could, what that means, yeah that's but it easily looks like getting, it should be oh hundred percent could be a metric batting outside batted outside fly ball the A is hard air distance maybe. But it'd be D. There'd definitely be a D. Both a D. Both a D. My ex both a D stat is bad. He has a bad ex both a D. <laughs> perfect. That's actually perfect. Holy we're, shit. We're fucking losers, dude. Holy shit. No, that's funny. I don't care. That's hilarious. I want that to be a real stat. X both a D. He's got a league average both a D. What's both a D? <laughs> that might be too obvious. 
both of the plus. Both of the plus, more like both of these nuts, you know what I'm saying? That just ruined this episode. I'm no longer going to be able to focus I, on anything I, else. I sincerely apologize. Oh my god, that's really, so good. Frankly, if you're listening to this episode, you know what you're getting yourself into. No, that's funny. I don't care. So, yeah, actually, you know what? I don't apologize. If you don't like it, be better. Click off. Get a better sense of humor. Oh, my god. How about baseball? Who do you think wins the World Series? That is. Ah, fuck it. Go Braves. Rip, no, that'd be nasty. If if baseball dies because of it, so be it. I don't want to see the Dodgers or Astros. Oh, yeah. That, that would be the day music dies, 100%. If it dies, it dies. We're getting an American pie-ass situation. If it's not the Red Sox, the Braves, that's that's what I want. I mean, realistically, I think the Dodgers are best suited. No, I think the Astros. I, it depends. It depends on how the starters play for the Astros, but the bat is there for sure. The bat is there, but their pitching is so bad that the Dodgers with like an actual lineup is going to abuse the hell out of them. I, I'm sure Cody Bellinger is hitting fucking three-run massive home runs in the postseason, man, after playing the way he did. Oh, wow. Well, let me let me tell you about something. <laughs> what? Fucking, what was it? Game, game three? I think it was three. Yeah. I'm sure Cody Bellinger stoned off his ass. Is hitting a is hitting a baseball at his eye level, 420 feet. Yeah, I'm sure Cody Bellinger is good at baseball, man. It's hilarious. <sighs> I mean, you gotta just look at his his both D plus, and it's it was terrible this year. True. Both a D plus. Wow, that is unbelievable. Holy shit. Average baseball enjoyer. <laughs> Fuck. Alright. World Series. I'm going Astros, even though that pitching that that pitching is just ass, but I don't know. I think I think the Dodgers have just as good of a lineup as the Astros, but the pitching is just it's way better even without uh, uh See, it's crazy. I mean debatable if Kershaw's even an asset come postseason time. I think he I think he made a case for himself last season, didn't he? Kind I mean pitch like shit. I mean, we can we can talk about you know 2018 World Series Kershaw and 2019 postseason Kershaw. Yeah, we can literally talk about any version of Kershaw. Like he has pitched like shit in like every postseason. 
pitching a pitch good in the real postseason. True, that's fair. We well, we haven't seen him pitch good, and this might have been his last uh, last season as a Dodger. Possibly, I don't think he leaves. But let's go to the Rangers. Who who hurt you? <laughs> no, this is, this is the foolish baseball joke. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think a good landing spot for Scherzer would be the Rangers. I think Kershaw takes a home hometown deal with the Rangers. Uh, He's actually I, Kershaw's actually going to sign with the Los Angeles Rams to play with his uh, childhood best friend Matt Stafford. Are they actually childhood best friends? I, I, you know what? I, would they lie to me if they said otherwise? Maybe. Maybe. Stafford even from where the I thought Stafford was. Fuck, where the fuck are these people from? I don't know where Stafford's from. I was gonna say no, Georgia, they, yeah, they, but they were uh they were best friends growing up. It's interesting. So speaking of football, actually, the Rams uh kinda heat. Hey, the Rams, you know, I who would have thought putting Matt Stafford on an actual NFL team would uh would be good? I uh, it's real it's a real surprise. Um, what else is surprising is that the Dolphins are dreadful. That's really not. I'm not that stunned. I mean, they should be better than this. Probably, but you know how it'd be. Every team should be better, you know? Like, just simply win. I don't know what the fuck is so hard about that. True. You really get a grip, man. Losing is a choice. Yes, winning and losing is a choice. That's not a... Like, you could choose to win or lose. Like, you really have the option. A lot of teams choose to lose. True, yeah. Mac Jones simply chooses to win sometimes, and uh, Tua does not say the same. So I, It depends on the week for Mac Jones. That's a, that's a week-to-week kind of situation. He's definitely had some stinkers. Yeah, I, I blame Josh McDaniels entirely because it not only helps out my... You have the uh, agenda. agenda. I have the agenda against Josh McDaniels. He's like the dream Josh McDaniels quarterback. Like, he's not mobile. He can't move. I mean, he's he gets he has enough mobility to get the job done. Yeah, I mean, I'm not... No one's asking him to be Lamar Jackson out there, but... You should start... start a... Start asking Mac Jones to do QB uh, draws. Uh, look, hey, we we all saw what happened when Randy Gregory hit him last week. Uh, let let's let's avoid that. You got to have one. Tom Brady himself even had one. You got to have one big hit that keeps you in the pocket the rest of your career. True. That that one against the Bills when he was like you know yeah, sophomore season or something like yeah. that. That was. Brutal. Get fucking murdered. 
Defender would probably get put in jail if he if he hit him like that today. Yeah, fully prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. Oh yeah. Remember when people were like trying to get Miles Garrett arrested last year? Assault. That was funny. Yeah, that was a uh, it was an interesting time for sports. Silly man. They don't even arrest NFL players for assault off the field. True. And that's a pretty damning indictment of the current state of sports today. It's yeah. actually kind of upsetting. What the hell? I guess. It's been that way a long time. Um, so the only really massively notable game from last week was uh, Bills-Titans Monday Night Football. Um, the Titans actually beat a quality opponent. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy. It's been weird this year. This has just been a very strange season. Like, normally off the bat, you can tell, okay, this team is beating up bad teams, but good teams come around, it's tough for them. And we have some of those cases. I think so far the Bills, that's been the case. They beat the shit out of bad teams. They go to good teams, can't really beat them. They lost I mean, to the fucking Steelers. <laughs> that, that Steelers lost week one. I can excuse that at least, because that was... That was like the rare occasion of the Steelers not playing down to their mm-hmm. opponents. Because you can see what's happened since then. The Steelers have not been a good football team. Not the slightest. The Bills, on the other hand, I mean, yeah, they beat up on the Dolphins, the football team, and the Texans afterwards. But then the next week they beat up on the Chiefs in Arrowhead. Yeah, but the Chiefs are weird too. Like, I don't know if the Chiefs really look that good this year. They kind of don't. They're pretty disappointing. I think the Chiefs are realizing that they can't just rely on Mahomes and Tyreek and Kelsey. Yeah, that's that's the thing now. It's like defense is no now. There's there's been enough time where now there's schemes, so it's tougher. Is when they used to be able to just like uh, Tyreek go to end zone, Travis go to middle of the field. They can't really do that anymore. Uh, so now it's tough. Like you see it this year, Mahomes' interception rate way up from his previous seasons because they know, because they're not changing anything up. And this is, see, this is why people don't like Andy Reid. Now, I like Andy Reid as a person, but as a coach, he doesn't do all that much. Like he doesn't change anything. He builds a scheme and then he keeps it. Now, granted, this one was working, and there was no reason to change it going into this year, but now it's like they need something on offense. Like, they need to just go, they just need to go to the run more. Or they need to, just, they need schemes. They need a you new can't scheme. Just air, you can't just air that bitch out with Mahomes every play, which past years you absolutely could. But since defenses are catching on now, like, and honestly, I think Mahomes is getting a little cocky with his throws. 
You see some of these plays. He's, uh, I don't know about cocky is the word. It's the throws he always made, but now like the defense is prepared better. So they're getting picked off. It's it's uh I, looking at his stats right now, I mean, 18 touchdowns to eight interceptions. Like, at week six in the season, a lot of QBs are like, yeah, that's pretty solid. But Mahomes, that's... That is, our expectations of Mahomes are also sky high. Like, we don't expect him to go out there and even throw a pick. But now, I mean, he's getting picked off more because he's been doing the same thing for three years. He He's already hit his second highest... Amount of interceptions in a season at this point, and he'll be likely... week seven. We're in week seven, and he hasn't even played week seven yet. So it's like he's played six games. He's got eleven more games to play, and he's already had his second highest interception rate. Right? Yeah, his, his most was his MVP season in twenty eighteen, where he had twelve. But no, he's already at what six, seven. Eight. He's at eight. Oh my goodness, he's on pace for. He's on pace for like, uh, twenty one. That's bad. That's just bad. Now, obviously, like looking at the Chiefs, you know, I think yeah, he's been picked off every week. I think not every once. week. Um, his last five games, he's had all eight of his interceptions. So I think week one, he didn't. Mm. They put the Browns. I'll tell you what, that's another team that's been disappointing this year. Cleveland Browns. On paper, that team is supposed to be contending for the title. They are not a title contending team. That team does not look good in any sense of the word. You're out here scraping by the Broncos. I know the Broncos started undefeated, but they didn't play anybody. No, the Broncos are frauds of like the highest degree. <sighs> Browns look bad. Chiefs look bad. Titans look iffy, but they did beat the Bills, so maybe we'll see. They got the Chiefs this week. Right. Bengal, I don't I don't know how to gauge the Bengals right No, now. the That's Bengals like, are definitely not like that. They're definitely not. No way. Okay, well, okay, here's the thing though. They haven't played anybody, yes. Well, that's not true. They played the Packers and they held the Packers decently at home. They're playing to their opponent. And for and that's them, I think for them that's a good thing. It's not a good thing for teams like the Packers to do that or like the Steelers are supposed to be like playoff teams. I mean, the Steelers are really not. But for the Bengals to do that, that's not that bad. I don't think the Bengals are probably not going to win more than seven games, but they don't uh, look as bad as I thought they were going to. I mean, yeah. They play the Jets, they play the Broncos. Yeah, mm-hmm. seven. They might only win seven or eight games this year, but. Like, let's go through that Bengals schedule, rest of their schedule. So next week they got the Ravens. At you know, at M and T Bank. At M and T, they don't, they don't win that game. At Jets is a win. Versus Browns is going to be interesting. I don't know. At Raiders is probably a loss. Steelers, they might beat the Steelers. Steelers is Steelers weird because they beat them on the road. They did beat them on the road, and the Steelers have a tendency of playing down to their opponents. I've said this. I feel like I say this every week when we're talking about the Steelers. But versus Chargers is going to be a bloodbath. They're going to get destroyed. Versus 49ers will be tough. They might win that game. It it depends. The 49ers have been another weird team this year. At Broncos, this was a a win easily. Versus Ravens, probably a loss. Versus Chiefs, probably a loss. At Browns, we'll see. So they could probably win like eight or nine. 
It's not going to be enough for playoffs, I don't think, but probably it, it not. shows that you're on the right track if you're. Because I'll tell you what, the team that hasn't been disappointed is the fucking Ravens. They look good, and especially beating the shit out of the Chargers last week. That's impressive. Because the, the Chargers have been on fire. Saying, like, the Chargers were said like, "Hey, this is a team that could be contending for the AFC." But then the Ravens and they still just, really can. Realistically, they can. This is how good the Ravens are. Um, the Ravens do look great. It's been weird though because they're scraping by the Lions. They beat the Chiefs by one, and they barely scrape by the Colts, who are not good this year. But then they go, the Chargers come to town. They beat the dog shit out of them. So I don't know. This seems weird too, but they look good, and their schedule's really not that tough. I mean, they have the they have the Rams and Packers later in the year, but until then, it's really not that hard of a schedule. Um, because they got the Bengals this week. Then they're Vikings at home. They're gonna beat the shit out of them. At Dolphins, gonna beat the shit out of them. At Bears, probably gonna beat the shit out of them. Browns probably a little tougher, but they beat them probably. At Steelers, gonna fucking destroy them. At Browns, tough game. Versus Packers is tough. At Bengals is mm, probably a win for them. Versus Rams, probably a loss. Um, Steelers, I'm, I'm not, I'm not 100% sure about the Rams. I, I think the Rams home, have been that's, uh, great. The Rams have been great. There's no denying that. They're 5-1. and one. I mean, even the but Rams at, schedule. I, I maintain that MT Bank Stadium is probably the toughest... Uh, stadium to it's play. It's a in tough NFL. place to play. The the team that everyone I mean we haven't even brought them up, but the Cardinals, they're interesting too. I mean they're six and zero. They're the last undefeated team. Um and they've been a little they've been a little wonky. I mean they barely scraped by the Vikings, but everyone else has been uh little little manageable. I mean the 49ers got within a uh a possession but no one else has. I'll tell you what, outside the NFC West, the Cardinals don't have that tough of a schedule, realistically. I think, oh man, it's going to be interesting. This is the season will end up being interesting because the Rams and Cardinals are going to be a interesting little situation over there. We're definitely going to see a very good wild card team. I'll say that. We're going to have a wild card team that probably lost three games. I'm excited for the wild card round this year. It's because there's a lot of teams that aren't dominating, but are still really good. I, I think uh, that just means we're going to get a any good wild card uh, any given Sunday. You know what it is. Like right now, we're going to have the Cowboys, Packers, Buccaneers, and Rams all playing in the wild card game. <sighs> I mean, the Cowboys just because the Cardinals are six and zero right now. Car- the Cowboys are frauds. Yes, Cowboys they are probably going to win the division, so they won't. Well, they'll still be playing in the wild card round, I guess. Since there's since uh, the bottom six are all playing in the wild card round, the Cowboys probably do play in the wild card game, but realistically, they have one, two, they have two more, they have two tough games on their schedule this season, and that's at uh, Chiefs, at the Chiefs, and then versus the Raiders. They play the Cardinals too. 
Yeah, the Cowboys they oh, played at the I end of the year. I missed that. Yep. So the Cowboys is a tough game too. Yeah. So realistically, no, this Cowboys team can go. No, this Cowboys team is not impressive. They're probably going to not lose oh, that many well, games. They look good for what they're doing. I mean, but. Okay, they got tested by the Patriots. No offense, that's not a good sign because this Pats team is not very good. Um, the Panthers gave them a pretty rough game. I mean, they still won by eight. So, um, obviously, the Giants. Re- offensively, the Cowboys look good. See, here's the thing, though: their division is so bad that they don't even have that many tough. Games. Like all their all their tough games are going to have to be out of division. Because the NFC East is so fucking pathetic that it's just like, that's like, that should be six free wins. Like, there's no reason they don't sweep the NFC East because all those teams are not good. The Giants are pissed. Like, the Giants, this is a, this might be the worst Giants team in the last couple of years. We've seen some bad Giants teams. Um, football team looks disappointing, defense just isn't there. Eagles don't really know what the fuck they're doing. Like, there's no reason that Cowboys don't get six free wins out of that division. I, you would think so, but then the Cowboys are going to do some fucky shit, and they're going to lose to the Giants when the Giants are openly tanking. Head has got a roar for this Giants situation. It is embarrassing. I, has Galladay even been playing for the Giants? Because I haven't seen. Yes, like, he's hurt. I've seen. Oh, is he? He is. He's been complaining about the lack of down the field movement, but he has been playing. He's hurt now. The leading receiver on this team is actually Kadarius Tony. And it's uh, really only because of two big games. He hasn't even been that good. He's um, been picking it up lately, but. Galladay is the third leading receiver yard-wise behind uh, Sterling Shepard. Yard-wise and reception-wise. I'll tell you, I mean, Kadarius Tony. I know, like, I I like what I'm seeing. I mean, I like the deep threat. I like the explosiveness. Obviously, you know, we need more, but don't mind it. No, the team the team's just not very good. Saquon's having a, a stinker. Because we don't have an offensive line, so we can't really move the ball. Why did I take him in fantasy? Yeah, no, that is a bad idea. I could have told you that was a bad idea way before the season started. I mean he in fairness to him, he hasn't been bad for me. He's doing he's been he'd done enough to get by. But now that he's hurt, I really realize that I have no running back depth. It's, man. And then, see, this is why I didn't like the Saquon pick when it happened. is because you go to last night. I want, I want to just bring this up from last night. The Browns threw out fucking Ernest Johnson, whoever the fuck that is, right? And he went for 146 yards on... 6.6 a carry. Saquon's not even averaging that a game. Like, you you can literally just find a running back anywhere. I'm convinced. Like, you do not have to draft running backs high at all. No, not at all. I just don't know why this... 
So, um, I want to I wanna give a shout-out to my roommate, Ryan, who actually started Dernis Johnson this week. Genius. I, you know, I, I just... Because I remember Mass- you mentioned that when we were talking last night. and 23.8 points out of a running back no one had ever heard of. Tactical masterclass. Yeah, if only he wasn't, you know, bottom of the league right now, but... Shit happens. I'm three and three this year. It's been a bad year. I'm four and two, but I'm about to lose to. uh, It's because my lineup. It's because I, I'm making lineups and then I just pick the wrong player. I swear, Mike Williams knows when he's in my lineup because when he's in my lineup, he gets like three catches for twelve yards. When he's on my bench, he gets like fifteen receptions for two twenty, two touchdowns. It's garbage. It's stupid, man. I gotta retire from this shit. I'll let this one go. I gotta, I gotta hit my deer basketball. Uh, man, uh, fan, yeah, fantasy. It was good for me until it suddenly wasn't. But um. I'm surviving. It, it, the goal has never been to win the championship. It's always been just not finish in last place because this is a punishment league. So weak. So um, have you ever played <sighs> a punishment league? No, because I am a man of honor. It's uh, it, it it adds a lot more stress. I've never finished last of fantasy league, dude. It's not gonna happen. Yeah, I try to avoid that as well, just out of a, out of principle. We want to wrap it up. Sure. So, thank you for listening to episode number whatever this was. I've lost track. It's yeah. So, uh, thank you for listening to this episode. I'm walking here. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at IWH Podcast. You can follow myself on Twitter at Ian Cusick. That is spelled C-O-S-I-C-K. You can follow Bryce on Twitter. It's B-R-I-Z, I-T-S-B-R-I-Z-Z. Thank you for listening, and have a great day.